Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. take to heart what I'm going to teach today can change your life from today moving forward. Completely, completely change your life. Change your perspective on everything. But it really requires some self-introspection and 100% radical honesty for yourself. So I'll just tell you a a little story that goes along with this, because this is kind of, this is kind of how I learned it and became aware of something that I did as an unconscious competent. So if you remember my story, when I was on the forklift, I changed three things in my attitude, acted like I love what I did, did everything to the best of my ability, treated everybody with total respect. The one thing that was really transformative in my perception was acting like I love what I did. I did not know that we could use love proactively in our life. And I did not know how profound that was. And I didn't know, I didn't even know that while everything was changing right in front of my face. But when I started to work with my mentor, we were traveling around together. We would be uh, uh, around all different kinds of people. And people that were a little bit closer to us, not just people that, not people that we really didn't know, but people that we did know, In private settings, he would ask them, are you in love? With a big smile on his face. And I'm like, what the hell is this about? Are you in love? Like he asks everybody, are you in love? And he would ask me. um, And he would never really say anything much more about it. Uh, But then one time, we were alone and I was having a conversation and I said, Bob, I've got to ask you, what, what is this about? What, what is the question? He says, well, I ask it for two reasons. One is to really get people to think about the quality and the state of what is actually in their life. Because most people don't ever really think about it. Uh, whether they're in love with another person or with what they do or themselves or, or anything else. And the, so that so that they actually start to consider the fact that maybe they're not, maybe they're not in love. And that will then lead them down a road to making new choices in their life. He said, and then the other reason is really to plant the idea uh, everywhere that I go that if we're not in love, we shouldn't be doing it. So I said to him, I'm like, is that really true? Like, I mean, I get it theoretically, you know, but is it really true? And he said, well, you've experienced the difference between being in love with someone or something and not, right? He said it was, he said, it's what changed everything for you. I said, yeah. He said, well, which place would you rather be in? I said, well, love, I guess, I, I guess if you put it that way, I said, because I was miserable and that changed it. He said, so why would you do anything where you're not? Or at least for very long. And 
I was stuck in my head with that idea because I think that we accept the falseness of that we have to. So I began to study it. I studied it for a long period of time. And I, and I really realized that there is, there's a harmony, you know, love is resonance. Love is when we're in harmony with something and we can feel that resonance within us. And it, it creates that feeling of passion that we have on the inside for the things that we do in life. So the word for today, or the, the, the idea for today is passion. So set the word passion in front of you and then ask yourself this question, am I in love? And you could do this with people, you could do this with your work, you could do this with your house, with your car, with your pets, with everything. And set, set the question as an intention in your mind to source the truth for yourself. Because I think once we get to the truth that's going on inside of us, we can then begin to determine if and what or how we want to actually change something. It's a big deal. Now, here's something else about love that I think is absolutely amazing. When you hear me talk about the intellectual factors, um, you have factors like will, which is our ability to focus. Um, it, is the, it is the use of our discipline. And, but that's really taking an idea and then holding it with, with, our, with our will to some extended outcome to work through something to get a desired outcome in our life. What's interesting about love is that when you're in love with something, you don't have to hold it with your will. It's there. It's always in the forefront of your mind. If you're in love with a person, you don't have to remind yourself to think of that person. If you love the thing that you're doing, you do it very easily. It's very pleasurable to do whatever that task is in your work, in your business, in your life. It's the things that we don't like to do, that we're not in love with, that we have to really force ourselves to do. Now, that does not necessarily mean that we don't need to do things that we're not in love with, because we always also have to ask the question is why? Why are we not in love with something? Especially if it seems to be an essential part of something that we need to do. Like when I first started, I was not in love with sales, and that changed quickly, but I found out that the reason that I wasn't in love with sales was because I had an idea in my mind that I thought sales was something that was manipulating other people. I really did not understand what it was. As I began to change my evaluation of something and really understand it, then falling in love with it became easy. If you have a fear around something, that can actually butt up against the idea of being in love with something. But that is a misinterpretation, a misinterpretation or a wrong uh, psychological pattern that's developed around something that shouldn't be there. So don't just think, well, if I, am not, if I don't naturally love it, then I don't love it and I should get rid of it. That is not necessarily true. You have to really get to the core of what's going on about why you don't, especially if it's something that really seems to be necessary to the fulfillment of your goal and your dream. And of course, Pritchett addresses it here in U squared. So let's get into this. Quantum leaps won't happen if you're living life with a lukewarm heart. 
Passion is a very important part of the process. It fires the soul, fills the spirit, energizing your heart and your mind for a quantum leap to a higher plane of performance. Passion also keeps you going when you're hit with problems and uncertainty. But passion itself must be fueled. And, and you feed that flame with visions of the dream that is dramatic. The emotional intensity inside must burn hot enough to protect you against the chilling effects of doubt, uncertainty, criticism, and failure. Only deep desire can generate such heat. Now, we could, like, we could just teach and teach and teach on desire here. It, it is a really deep teaching and a profound understanding of what it is. But I believe, if you break it down simply, desire is how God speaks with and through us to move us in the direction that we should be going with our life. When we, when we really desire something, not a fleeting want, but a real desire for something, you almost feel like you're one with that thing. That's love. That's resonance. That's you being on the same frequency with the thing that you want. And what's important here in this second paragraph is that he says, but passion itself must be fueled and you feed that flame with visions of the dream that is dramatic. So he's telling us here something very important. You know, we can, we can be in love with what we're doing, and as we, go through, as we go through our life and we're hit with challenges and problems and doubts and fears and, you know, just life itself, if we don't keep our desire clean, it can get very icky. We can get a lot of junk that attaches to it. And that passion begins to diminish over a period of time. And this is where people will wake up and they'll feel lost sometimes. And they, what they don't realize what happened was that they allowed things to come in and attach to the thing that they loved. And then what happens, it changes your focus. You're not focused on what you loved anymore. You're focused on what you don't like. You're focused on the problem. It's exacerbating some kind of dormant fear that's going on inside of you. So it's very important, and probably one of the most important things is that you keep your desire clean and free so that that energy is accessible to you all the time. It also keeps you in the truth of what you're doing. Because listen, any journey to success is no picnic. It is no picnic. I mean, you're, the, the idea is that you're going to go through, you're going to go through hardship, you're going to go through challenges, you're going to go through things that cause you to go backwards sometimes. But how you, how you frame those experiences makes all the difference. If you get stuck in the, in the craziness or the drama of that experience, then it becomes the totality of your reality, and you have a tendency to go backwards. You start to lose the vision. You start to doubt yourself. If you understand it's part of the process, you don't create a story around it, you understand that every single challenge, every single bad turn that happens in your life, every single thing that you don't like is actually a step forward if you'll hold the vision of what you want. All it's showing you is something that you need to learn to then make the next progressive step forward. Now you're not getting bogged down with all that heavy crap. 
He says, for you to care this intensely, of course, there must be something worth caring about, something remarkable, special, precious enough to light the fire in your heart. For me, it was selfish at first. It was getting out of my own crap. It was mastering the skill sets to be able to take care of my family. But then what really lit the fire inside of me was that I realized I had something that could change other people's lives. And that was really cool because I had struggled for so long with, without understanding where the door was, you know? And once we begin to master it ourselves, we can then be so beneficial to other individuals. And I think that's really where our fulfillment comes from. When we're actually standing in the service of what we do, you know, like when you do it, it's really cool. It's a pretty heady experience, especially when you break your first seven figures and stuff. Like it's it's really cool experience. Or even like even if that's not your goal, if your goal is to master the amount of money that you need for your you want for yourself, like there's almost no bigger high than doing that. And then repeatedly doing it over and over again. But then when you get to help other people do it, it's really an awesome experience because you're completing that cycle of learn, adapt, grow, and now I'm beneficial to somebody besides just myself, right? He says, this means that you must loosen the limits on your thinking and give yourself permission to pursue what you want most. The climate is right for a quantum leap only when you're passionately drawn to a particular goal. When you're passionately drawn. So he's basically saying when you're in love with it, when you're in love with that goal, when you're in love with that idea, when you start to become one with it. So let your deepest desires direct your aims. Set your your sights far above the reasonable target. The power of purpose is profound only if you have a desire that stirs the heart. This is why when you set a goal that's just for survival, it really sucks. It's like, there's, like, why? Why? The inner drive must be, well, must be strong enough to carry you past the point of wishful thinking. The dream must consume you, control you, drive you to action, disallowing half-hearted effort uh, in the pursuit. We call that, now I want you to really think here for a second, okay? We call this a magnificent obsession. A magnificent obsession. Everybody's obsessed with something. It could be mediocrity. It could be problems. It could be drama. You want to be magnificently obsessed with your desire. Quantum leaps are an act of love, a passionate statement of how you care for a thing that you seek. Only an emotional move holds the power to carry you the distance from you to you squared. Let the heart take charge of the body. If you have a magnificent obsession, you're poised for a quantum leap. Now, I'm gonna leave you with this. In the back of you uh, squared, he's got a, he's got a, a poem uh, from the song Come From The Heart from Kathy Matea. And it, it, it's really like, it's 100% true. You've got to sing like you don't need the money, love like you'll never get hurt. You've got to dance like nobody's watching. It's got to come from the heart if you want it to work. Make it a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.
Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.